Welcome to Maker Mom, a podcast where I explore the stories of Maker Moms and the life they lead. Each week, I will bring you the behind the scenes story of a new Maker Mom. I'm Katie Freeman, a furniture designer and content creator running FreemanFurnishings.com and your host of the Maker Mom podcast. You can find Maker Moms hanging out in the Facebook community at Maker Moms and on the web at MakerMomPodcast.com. If you love what you hear, please subscribe, leave a stellar review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know. Hello, and welcome to the Maker Mom Podcast. Today is December, it will be December 27th when this episode airs, and because it will be in between Christmas and New Year's, I decided to rerun one of my favorite episodes, which is episode 36 with Tamisha of Toolbox Divas. Now, when I did this original interview with Tamisha, she was not a mom just yet. She was expecting the birth of her little one, but wasn't quite into full mom mode just yet. But now she is, um, and I'm sure an interview with her would be just as hilarious. This was a blast. And I know you will enjoy it. If you haven't listened to the original episode 36, then you are in for a treat for sure. So with no further ado, here is Tamisha with Toolbox Divas. Uh, Tamisha, if you will go ahead and give a brief introduction of yourself so everybody listening knows who you are, what you do. Oh my gosh, I suck when it comes (laughs) to like talking about myself and introducing myself. (laughs) (laughs) But... Uh, hi, I'm Tamisha. I am uh, the owner and senior editor, I guess, of Toolbox Divas. It's a blog I started about six, seven years ago. I kind of lost track of time and mommy brain is really kicking in, which I don't really believe in yet. So, but it's really starting to mess with me. <laughs> and um, I'm a DIY home improvement blogger. We do uh, anything from home care to woodworking and and crafts especially when it's cold outside (laughs) we do a lot of crafts (laughs) awesome and you're so since you said it's cold outside i'm you're on the east coast correct so you actually get winter time (laughs) (laughs) it's not not that cold now (laughs) no no but you actually do get winter right like snow and yes stuff and uh, so around (laughs) december to january there it's just freezing freezing Yeah, I'm in the Midwest, so yes, it is. It is. Your winter might be a little longer and a little harder. Yeah, we got that whole polar vortex thing this last winter. Oh yeah. Yeah, where we got like a all record low of like I think it was like negative fifty two or something. Yeah, it was like dangerous to be outside, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like school was canceled and stuff because like yeah, all that fun stuff. But yeah. All right. Well, um, normally I would say like, how many kiddos do you have and how old they are? But since you just came out with your announcement, um, <laughs> I, I would say my, my, my daughter is six months in the making. <laughs> there you go. There we go. <laughs> well, um, welcome to the Maker Moms Club. And uh, mommy brain, you will totally believe in it by the time you have that child. <laughs> 
every time I confuse something and mix dates up and mix names up, I'm like, no, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Yes, it is a thing. I'm sorry. It is a thing. And it only gets worse after they're born uh, because you think you don't get sleep now. I'm sorry. I hate to tell you. Unless, <laughs> unless you have like that miracle child, which neither one of mine were. But if you do, the one, you know, that sleeps through the night, like on the first night, then maybe you won't. But Oh, man. Okay. And let me give you this advice. If you have that ma- miracle child, do mm-hmm. not tell any other mo- mother about it because she will punch you in the face. Like, she will be like, <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All the haters out there, they will want to punch you in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Kindly, of course, but <laughs> maybe throw a baby bottle at you instead. That would be the nicer way to do it. Um all right, well, let's learn a little bit more about you. What was your childhood like? Where did you grow up? What kind of things were you interested in? Well, I grew up, I'm a country girl. I grew up in Char- outside of Charleston County, uh, outside of Charleston in Charleston County, in South Carolina. And I grew up in like rural, deep South. <laughs> and um, like where the nearest, the nearest store, a stoplight was maybe 30 minutes away. <laughs> yes. And so um, it was, it was fun because I was outside all the time. Video games was not a thing. (laughs) And now that I look back, I I think that maybe my parents might've been kind of neglectful because they let me play with a lot of tools, a lot of things. (laughs) We were always trying to build a clubhouse every summer. It never failed. And I remember it was so bad. So we were using, remember those, um, uh, uh, silos is it called what is it called um, a, like um, they they're the predecessor to like a weed whacker oh Sleep. yeah yeah I remember yeah. taking those trying to cut a path through the woods so <laughs> that I could make a path to make my perfect uh, 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 tree house or on the ground rather and I remember cutting off my toenail <laughs> So that kind of like sums up my childhood. My mom and dad let me play with a lot of things that I probably shouldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But obviously it sounds like uh, you were definitely into the building early. I mean, it sounds like that was kind of yes. something you wanted to do. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was I was always trying to make something. <laughs> I would make a mess, but yeah, I was yeah, always trying yeah. to do something. <laughs> Um, did that stay with you as you kind of like got into your teenage years and, uh, and it did because yeah, I was always the kind of person where I would try and figure out how to fix it versus calling someone to help. Um, largely because no one came out to the country to help you do anything or it was an arm and a leg. So it just yeah. didn't happen. Did you, uh, have any siblings? Yes. So I had an, I have an American blended family. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, there's a total of like six of us. Nice. Seven. Uh, seven. I'm missing. Yeah, seven. <laughs> Whoever that one was missing, you know you're going to hear about that. I think it was me that I'm missing. I'm not counting myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. That saved you right there. You won't get any flack from them then. Um, okay. Uh, were all of you kind of like into this, like, especially the, the clubhouse journey of trying to make that clubhouse? No, because I am like nine years older than my youngest sister. Okay. 
so uh, nice like, age gap. Yeah, so I was out there with my cousins, always trying to do things and mimicking our uh, our dads and moms and uncles. Well, not so my mom. My mom does not like getting dirty, so <laughs> <laughs> she always wanted me to get into sewing. I hate sewing. <laughs> <laughs> I say, does she think you're a bit crazy for what you do now? No, now she. Um, She's trying to learn how to do things. I'm kind of pushing her out of her comfort zone. Okay. Yeah. What did your parents do? I mean, like, uh, since you had access to tools, did they use tools in their jobs? No, that was just part of what you had to have in, in the country <laughs> to get by. Um, like, if things bro- would break, you had to fix it. You had to fix it on your own. Uh, my parents were in law enforcement and the military. Oh, wow. Okay. Um so, hmm, I was going to go down the hole of, like, how strict was that household, but... Oh, my mama was strict. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I guess I had your traditional black mama. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, I mean, she could, she could put, like, fear in you just by looking at you. So <laughs> You should start practicing that look in the mirror now. So it's ready for when, you know, your daughter comes along and she's trying to be all cute and wrap you around her little finger. Yep. Practice it now. I've been uh, practicing with my, my youngest brother is 20 years younger than me. So I feel like he's my brother that I always tell people, that's my brother that I really sent, that's my baby that I sent home to for my mom to raise. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I had to stop right. saying that because yeah. people actually started believing me. Yeah, I'm sure they did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure they did. Um, and, you know, originally, just so the listeners know, like, um, I reached out to you and you had to, like, break the news to me that you weren't a mom. And then I was like, well, who's, like, the cute kids in your posts then? It was my nephew. <laughs> it's your nephew. Oh, my nephew no. and then my brother's in there, too, okay. when I can get him to do stuff. <laughs> so you've had kind of kids in and out for a while. Sounds like, including your youngest brother, who's 20 years younger than you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) You've got me beat. I've got twin sisters who are almost 17 years younger than me, but 20, you've got me beat. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was kind of a shock. I remember when my parents told me that they were pregnant. Um, At the time when my mom came up, my mom was on a diet. So I didn't want to tell her that she was gaining weight. So she, it wasn't until she was seven months that she actually told us that she was pregnant. <laughs> I was like, wait, you didn't know? She's like, of course we knew. I'm like, well, why didn't you tell us? I feel like my <laughs> life was over. I was like, I'm too old for this. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. So we go from planning your perfect uh, childhood clubhouse. Yes. Into your teenage years of always still wanting to make stuff. Um, My teenage years, I didn't really make a lot. My teenage years were focused on mostly uh, academics. Okay. Is there any one subject you really loved? Art. Art? (laughs) (laughs) So still making stuff. I mean, still making Uh, stuff, right? (laughs) Definitely wasn't geometry. Yeah. (laughs) Algebra. Those skills would come in handy now as maker. Just you know. Oh, yeah, I suck at that. All right, so post high school, did you go to college? Yeah, um, I went to the University of South Carolina, um, where I first originally started acting. I wanted to be an actress. And I went, I went away to New York 
and I discovered Wall Street. <laughs> I came back and I changed my major and went into banking from there. So you're gonna you're gonna be rich and famous both? I was going to be <laughs> like the next big thing. <laughs> well, maybe you're just the next big thing in making. Will that yes. uh yes. that will do it? Okay. Um, all right. So how long have you been like, you know, more of an official maker? Like when did you start, um, kind of make, I don't know if the same, if it happened at the same time, like making and blogging or like what was that journey or that transition? So I really started getting back into making and and carpentry. I would say carpentry before, like, is carpentry kind of considered like a maker? So I really started. I think so. I think so. Yeah. So when I bought my first house, I was 23 and I bought this house. It was, it was, it was a new house, a new construction down South. Cause you know, in the country down South, you could really buy like anything really cheap. <laughs> so it was my first house and I was like, but I, I, I spent all my money and I had no money left for like little things like um, I wanted to do. So I started trying to fix up the kitchen to make it look less build a grade. And I tried my first attempt at trying to put in, um, Fencing didn't go so well. <laughs> I think I even uh, when I sold the house, I sold it with the fencing material still in the garage, and <laughs> and I did crown molding. I did all these things to the house um, just to make it more mine, and that, that's really when it when it really st- came back, and I started really going after it. And I'd always done this for quite some time, but it wasn't until I was maybe in my um, like maybe 10 years later um, and working on a fixer upper that I bought when I moved up North to the DC area that it came to me that I should like start blogging, but it, my blog didn't start out as a blog. Actually, my blog started out as a DIY coaching service. And uh, okay. I'm going to have to make you pause there. Like, DIY coaching service. A, how'd you get that idea? Because my friends were always asking me to help them do everything, right? And they were constantly just feeding me in food. And I'm like, look, I I don't need more food. (laughs) (laughs) And and in in the D.C. area, I mean, there was also a lot of women that were single. We were young professionals that, and, and the guys around here, they did not know anything about anything household. Or anything like domestic. <laughs> they weren't like your southern dudes. And um, so we kind of like had, well, I kind of had to like fend for myself and try and make things work because because of the cost of living, um, hiring a handyman for everything was just not practical. And I thought, and I felt like other women were in the same situation. So I wanted to offer my services to them. Um, however, I read something later on Google that in order for my Google SEO to pick up, I needed to blog and to change the format of my website often. So I started talking about some of the projects that I was doing in my house. And then before you knew it, I was blogging. I was like, oh, oh, okay, that's what that is. (laughs) So, okay, so blogging. So that's about, you said about 10 years after you kind of started getting into making again. But where is that in relation to now? Like, 
I mean, was it, was blogging still kind of like the it thing or like the new thing to do? It was a little past the new. It was kind of like still kind of new to people, but um, it was a little past. I mean, there were a lot, there were good number of people in the, like Anna White was huge mm-hmm. already. And that was like Anna White, um, uh, Jen Woodhouse and like Jamie Castiglio and Sandra from Sawdust Girls, they are their sites, and oh, and 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 um, Brittany from Pretty Handy Girl, mm-hmm. like their websites. I used to always go to, and I never really realized at the time that that was really blogging. But I would always go to find like different useful tips, and um, yeah. So it was a little bit before everyone started really getting into blogging. Okay, okay. Um, so just before we go any further to make it clear for listeners like you still have a day job right I do <laughs> <laughs> I do I have a nine to five or a little more than that <laughs> <Looks Yeah. good. laughs> so right now you're fitting in blogging and like the whole YouTube. social media stuff YouTube like in your spare time um yeah. in case nobody's broken it to you yet that spare time is about to go away in about three months, just in well, case you weren't aware of that. <laughs> well, um, bl- uh, surprisingly, though, so with my job and with everything, and with the blogging and everything, it, I, it's like I had two full-time jobs. Yeah. Because with blogging and everything, I might have been up till 2, 3 in the morning trying to get everything done. Right. And so with the baby coming, I just got to figure out how to work it all still in because I'm going to work it in. <laughs> Is there, um, I'm, I mean, I'm jumping ahead a little bit probably, but is there a hope to like the blogging, the, the whole, you know, the toolbox divas, like the brand, like that's going to take off and you can do that full time. Is there a drive there for that? Yeah. There's always a hope. Um, but health insurance is important. It is. It is important. (laughs) You are correct. (laughs) It is not cheap. So, uh. Um, and I, and I actually like what I do. Um, I really like what I do. So, and the people I work with, so I'll probably be doing that for a little while. All right. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, okay. So you're getting into, to blogging. Um, I happen to know just because I've seen you working with brands that you have monetized it. Correct. You're making yes. money off of this. <laughs> um, uh, at what point did you s- make that decision to like, oh, okay, now I'm blogging, right? I'm getting SEO on my website. Like, what made that transition into, I mean, A, I guess, were you starting to get clients with your consulting, DIY consulting? Beyond like, food? Beyond food, yeah. <laughs> mm, here and there. <laughs> Here and there, but it was not consistent. <laughs> the food was a little more consistent, but <laughs> um, but yeah, it took me about well, I guess monetizing my blog. I kind of did it like right away. I did it around the same time. Okay, when I started, I always started looking for ways to. I always monetize it in a certain in a small format. Um, and then as I grew, I, I started monetizing um, from different avenues. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you give maybe just like high level, kind of like what are the different avenues, like so revenue stream you get? 
Well, originally it was just um, pay, uh, pay-per-click type revenue mm-hmm. with ads and so forth. Um, and then as I began to learn a little more about what blogging was and the fact that I couldn't make more money and earn passive income, I started to learn more about affiliate marketing. Um, I remember I read a book by Tasha um, Kaleidoscope Living. Um, and she had this, her initial book on affiliate marketing and that kind of changed everything in my view on it. And I started learning more and more about it and, um, using it to improve my revenue stream. And as my blog grew, then, um, my ad, uh, I, I used different ad, different ad agency other than AdSense. And that is what helped that. That's what really kicked it off. And then I started working with brands slowly. My, I remember the first brand that approached me. I actually, it was a local brand, DAP. Um, they're based out of Baltimore. Um, they're like caulking and glue. Okay. And um, I volunteer at a woodworking um, school library, in a tool library. And they're, they're a big supporter of the tool library. And I met them at, I met a representative at one of the events. And that's how I got my very first sponsor. Awesome. Hello, friends. Today's podcast is sponsored by Carolina Shoe. Now, I have been wearing my steel-toed Carolina Shoe safety shoes, safety boots, really, for quite some time now. And I'm going to tell you, I love them and I wear them every single time that I go to the shop. Um, They keep my feet safe uh, with the steel toe tip. They keep my feet safe from falling objects, Uh, but there's many different types of safety toe options, not just steel toe. Also, they're oil and slip resistant and waterproof. Uh, So whenever I get some water in the shop, they keep my feet nice and dry, and they're super comfortable. I wasn't expecting that, but they really are. So take it from me, who does wear these shoes every time I'm in the shop, that they're really awesome. And if you want to go check it out and get your very own pair, you can get a special 10% off using the coupon code MAKERMOM10 at checkout. So just go to carolinashoe.com and again, enter that coupon code MAKERMOM10 to get 10% off at checkout. So thank you, Carolina Shoe, and go get yourself a pair of these awesome boots and thank me later. Um, so, I mean, like, have you even, have you gone to like, did you go to WorkbenchCon? Or- yes, I've been to the last two Workbench, the, the, the two Workbench cons that's happened. Are you kidding me? I was there, both of them, and I didn't meet you. You did. Well, last time, though, I was in my first trimester, so I wasn't really up and about. <laughs> I think the wildest it got was I was kind of jealous of everyone drinking, so I went and got me some apple cider. So, <laughs> so when I opened it, it looked like I was doing something. There you go. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, all right. Okay. Um, so basically, uh, ad revenue, affiliate revenue, and then, and brand sponsorship are kind of brand sponsorship. That's how it's, um, and then from there it's even grown a little more to products. Okay. Um, like products of your own design or, um, um, yes, 
But okay. products, uh, doing products a little more challenging, which I haven't really fully figured out how to manage my time to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And are you, I mean, are you talking products like, like what? Like what would be an example? Like apparel, like designing, okay. um, um, uh, using graphics to put on different, different, different types of products. Gotcha. Okay. But it's not exactly something that's easy to just maintain. <laughs> no, no, it's not. Um, yeah, I mean, you're not wrong, right? Any kind of, uh, content creation business, like it is a full-time job (laughs) in addition (laughs) to another full-time job, you know, it's not, it's not something that's just like happens overnight. Like some people seem to think it does. No, but you know, it was weird though. For some people it does, but (laughs) that's that one in a million. (laughs) <laughs> yes, exactly. And then everyone's path is different. So Yep, exactly. Um, was there any at any time you were like at any time did you question whether this was something you wanted to do, like that you wanted to put your time and effort into doing? No, this is a passion. If this okay. wasn't a passion, I would not be doing this. Yep. <laughs> for me, I could carry for me and like especially in the beginning, it didn't matter whether or not I made a dime. In mm-hmm. fact, and for every dime I made, I spent two. Right. <laughs> just two? Are you sure just two? Maybe a little more than two. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So, obviously, uh, you have tool experience from your childhood. We could sit here and debate on whether that was the appropriate time or not to have that access to those tools <laughs> or not. But I, I probably won't be as lenient with my daughter. <laughs> Um, but, uh, when did you, I mean, when did you start kind of like collecting and gaining your own, your own tools for your own work? Um, so it probably started when I, so I ended up taking carpentry classes after grad school. I went to community college and studied carpentry and it was right about then that I actually started, um, buying more and more tools. Before I had the basics, I always had the basics, uh, but it was carpentry school that pushed me to, to like pique my interest and we would use, use all these different tools in class. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. And I'm like, oh my gosh, why is it so manual? There has to be a better option. So, <laughs> so I would go out and in fact, my professor and I, we would actually battle about that. I'm like, why do you have us doing this the manual way? He's like, this is because this is how you learn. I'm like, what? No, we need to do something different. <laughs> It has to be an easier way. And so I would go to pawn shops and buy stuff on sale um, and haggle with the guy. <laughs> All right. So what, like, back in those early days, what was, like, the tool that when you bought it, you were like, yes, I finally have this? <laughs> it might have been... Um, so the tool that I hate the most and I find the scariest, probably it probably would be the, the table saw. Yeah. Like, oh, I had to build myself up to doing it because the table saw was something that I literally hate. I would, when I was a banker, I had clients of 20 years in woodworking that would cut their fingers off. And, and my uncle, my uncle's a cabinet maker, and he had some close calls. And I was just like, ah, this table saw I hate. <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to build up the nerves to, to use it. <laughs> yeah those pesky table saws I still don't have one 
but I don't do the standard like carpentry type woodwork for the most part. Um, though I did make a Pickler's triangle recently for my daughter's Montessori school. And I was like, shit, this is when you need a table saw. Like, <laughs> I don't have one of those. But I do use, I do buy one of those, um, what do they call it? The, Craigie? Yeah, the Craig, like, Accurite. Is that what it's called or well, whatever? Yeah, the Craig um, Accurite Cut. Yeah. Yeah, so I have one of those with just a skill saw. And that did, I mean, that did the job that, fine. But, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I will tell you, I use that more. But then I would use that before I use my actual table saw. My Craig Rip Cut and, uh, oh, my track saw. Yeah, I want a track saw. Are you one of those people who have, like, the Fez Tool track saw? Oh, I don't believe in spending that much money for a tool. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but that's just me. That's just me. Actually, my very first track saw I bought was on Amazon. And um, this is a basic one. I had another um, builder friend tell me about it. It was a shop box. And, um, I, and it has done well for me for a long time. And it still works great. But now I'm actually upgrading. I'm, I'm gifting myself a DeWalt track, track saw. It's the DeWalt Flexbolt. Nice. Very nice. Yeah, I think, I mean, I do think that will be like my next step up from the the Craig jig system. Though that's, I mean. I don't know if you can really get away from the Craig rip system. Yeah. it's so easy to use. It is. It, it really is easy to use. And I mean, to be honest, like I don't do a lot of things where I have to have that like you know, straight mm -hmm. cut. Like most of my stuff is carving. And part of the reason I enjoy that is because I'm like, if there's a big chunk that I take out by accident, nobody knows it but me. <laughs> like I'm not making measurements, you know, to carve it to this dimension. <laughs> so that's part but of it. But if you're doing carving, you must have a lot of patience. Um, well, I don't do by hand. I'm like you. Oh. Like when I started looking at carving, because I've had I've had an interest in carving for a lot of years, but when I first like had that interest, it was like, well, it's all hand tools. Right. And I'm like, I really don't have the patience to do that. Like I need more instant gratification than, you know, that. <laughs> and so like, I think my first, like I saw, um, Mike Montgomery used the, the turbo plane on the angle grinder to make an, uh, egg table out of a log. And I'm like, I need that. Like, whatever that is, I need that. And I went out and, like, spent entirely too much money on all of the, like, Arbotech, uh, Arbortech stuff. But, um, yeah, and I've since changed to other carving things. But it's all on an angle grinder because I don't have time to mess around like that. Like, no. <laughs> well, because I'm trying to get paid for stuff, too, right? I'm trying to make yeah, stuff. That's why I, I, I try to get it out to a client. Yeah. <laughs> it was by hand and we were on a camping trip and that's the only reason I did it because I, I didn't have Wi-Fi. And <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this. <laughs> I was like, Next I give time, up. just take, just take a, get a Ryobi portable grinder and just take that with you and carve on a camping trip and you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You'll get somewhere, I promise you. Okay, so <laughs> Um, all right. So, okay. So we know you were gifting yourself the DeWalt track saw. 
Yeah, what else like, is on your like wish list of things you're like one day <laughs> one day oh so this is a lot it, it grows every day <laughs> i see some new um one day i need to get i need to get a lathe um i saw a used one that i want to check out so uh, i think i'm gonna try and check that out <laughs> yeah i will say have you turned before i have um yeah. Uh, but did, what I mean, did it look like anything other than a penis? Um, <laughs> I would say no, but <laughs> it was a good first try. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Could I, uh, was the, I didn't ask if that was appropriate to say. <laughs> that sorry. is totally okay. <laughs> oh, okay. But you just like, yeah, I'm trying to take a deep breath and like be able to ask a question because yeah. Anyways, um, if since you're since you uh, like uh, the quick turnaround type thing, I bet you will really get into turning. Cause I took a turning class like you. I did some woodworking classes at a community college. Mm -hmm. That's kind of like same thing where I like really got into it because I was like, this is so cool. Uh, but I took a semester class on turning and I'm like, I get it. Like I get why people get addicted to this because in one like two and a half hour class, like I started with like a raw wood blank and then left with a completely finished product. And I'm like, of course, like wh who wouldn't get addicted to this? Like, <laughs> being yeah. able to get something done that quickly is awesome. Um, but then everything has to be round and I get bored. So I always have a variety of things. But yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So lathe. Um, what kind of uh, table saw do you have? I, you. Um, I have a Ryobi table saw. Okay. Just their yeah, like I, contract. I my birthday one year. <laughs> just your con like the contractor uh, table you saw. No, just a regular um, little um, like a hundred dollar one. Okay. Nothing okay. fancy because I don't use it that often okay okay so, I, um, so what would you say like what are your favorite type of projects to work on um i for, for me i like to work on things that are practical for me so i'm not going to go out and make something that's just i just can't use and i just got a bunch of junk around the house i cannot stand products projects where i'm not going to actually use it um i've done them in the past projects i don't use and i end up donating them <laughs> <laughs> don't judge me but <laughs> but honestly the projects that I, I i love doing are things that are practical for me and my needs um like my dining room table like building a um a corner like a built-in seat bench um and, and then um building some 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 shop uh projects that i'm going to be showing showcasing in the next couple of weeks um that kind of stuff Okay. Do you, do you do any work for, do you do like any client builds or any work like that? I stopped. Okay. I didn't have the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't have the time. I, I did in the beginning. Like I would do, um, and sometimes I, when the beginning I would sell my prototype, uh, because a lot of times when you're building and you're trying to figure out how it works, I, and especially before I started, um, actually making my own plans, I would create like a prototype. And then if the prototype was decent, I would just sell it on like Craigslist or let go. No, that's not a bad idea at all. That's not a bad idea. Um, 
Yeah, especially, I mean, yeah, if you need to work it out. And it yeah, and it allowed me to work out, yeah. yeah, especially if it was something that had angles. And that <laughs> needs a lot of working out. And now we're circling back around to the geometry and uh, <laughs> <laughs> algebra at the beginning of the conversation. The one class that I almost failed in high school. <laughs> and, know, I, and I'll probably say, I blame it all on Mr. Cheeks. <laughs> I remember his name. I saw him at a, a class reunion, my, our 20th class reunion recently. <laughs> you know, like I actually was uh, and still am really good with like math. I was good at like math and like algebra and calculus and trigonometry and all that stuff, but not geometry. In fact, like I, the only reason I passed that is because is because maybe because my algebra teacher had a sense of humor and was like, you know, you don't get the right answers, but you have the most creative answers there I've ever seen. <laughs> so like, I got into creativity, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It was just not in the cards for me. All those, all the geometry was just not there. Um, all right. Well, okay. So I would imagine and you can tell me if I'm like completely wrong, but like you said, growing up like out in the country in the South, like it, it probably wasn't unusual that like women knew how to do things just as much as men or was it? It wasn't usual. No, it wasn't. <laughs> so, I mean, did, did you catch any, like, I guess any heat for that or I mean, get any flack for like being able to, to do those things like no, doing work because, that was like, considered men's work maybe no because i mean when i was young i don't know if i ever if, i don't know peer pressure wasn't exactly the same and i don't remember the thing anything about like people making fun of you or bullies i might have been the bully so that might be why i didn't notice things so i don't i don't even know i don't know i don't remember anything like that yeah um what about in your, I guess, younger adult years as you were getting into it? Have you ever ran into it? Oh, yeah, in my, my adult years, I would get some side IVs from, um, from dudes, especially. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And it was a part of my dating criteria, too. <laughs> I, remember when I, was, I, I remember talking to this one guy, and I was like, he was like, what are you doing this weekend? I was like, I'm putting up some crown mode. And he was like, what's that? And I was like, what? Click. <laughs> Like, I can't do. <laughs> you have to at least understand what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> um, when you say you know maybe got some side eye, was that from other people in the like in the maker or in the trade community, or was that like people outside who just probably don't understand what any of us are talking about? Period. This is before the maker movement. So okay. This was just people in general when I would go like to the hardware store um, and look for things and try and work out how to do something at home. Um, my, my uncles and my dad never questioned it because it seemed natural to them. <laughs> um, but outside of that, uh, outside of the, the rural area um, in the city, yeah, I would get some, some comments and views and looks. Yeah. And it was mostly men. Yeah, mostly men. Yeah. Never women. Women would always come up with would have something empowering to say, like, "Wow, that's really nice. That's really good." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I am curious. Okay, so trading food for like helping out your friends. 
Um, <laughs> what did I gain? Is it what is it? <laughs> no, 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 no. Did I mean? Did were you successful in maybe uh, empowering some of their friend, your those friends or those women to do some of this on their own? Yes, I was. Um, one of my friends, next thing I know, she, after I helped her do some projects, she was like, oh, I'm making a, I'm refinishing a lamp this week. I'm doing this. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> and she's like, because she's the first person to always go out and buy something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, so do you still have that kind of community, like, local to you? Like, do you have your own kind of, like, group, oh, like, toolbox divas? <laughs> Nowadays is different. Nowadays, women are like, like a lot of women that I meet are just like hype and they're like excited about this and they're like eager to learn. Mm -hmm. And the men, they don't pass judgment either. They want to learn too. And so they always ask if they can, you know, be in one of my classes. And I'm like, look, my classes are not limited to to women. It's for the husbands and boyfriends too. Mm -hmm. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, no, it's. But I will say the most um, pushback. I, I do get though on the, on the internet when it comes to cyberbullying is from guys. Yeah. Uh, what platform do you see that on the most? I'm just curious. Um, all of them. Not, really? not on Instagram, never on Instagram, never. Um, but on YouTube and Facebook, but I love haters. I relish in it. <laughs> and it means like I'm doing something great. <laughs> Okay, so do you like, do you do the number one thing they tell us not to do? Do you engage with those, with the trolls? I do. <laughs> you say not to do that? I didn't know that. Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> well, I guess it depends on how they're trolling you. Like, are you getting, like, the comments like, you just plain, like, don't do that X, Y, Z that way? Or are you doing the comments like, uh, get barefoot and get in the kitchen type of comments? more so um don't do it that way okay um, the the um I, every now and again i would get like women don't do that go make me a sandwich mm -hmm. um yeah but not that much not that yeah much. so don't see i think i think i think engaging with the troll who's like telling you not to do it that way like i think that's okay but like <laughs> the other people who are just like being mean to be like mean because they don't have anything better to do with their time than like try to knock somebody else down. Like those people aren't even worth your time. Like engaging. With. I don't know. It's a, it's a view. It's engagement. So I, I take it. I take it. I mean, I take the negative with the good. So I, I don't True. complain. True. <laughs> so if a guy comes at me and, and, and he's saying something really negative and stuff, I come back with a smart ass comment <laughs> and it normally works. Yeah, I, the, I think the smartest ass thing I have said when somebody made some comment about like, you know, the, the final result was like crappy and this is all on YouTube. Like mine, most of my trolling happens on YouTube. Uh, that, like you, not on Instagram, like at all. Instagram uh, is like all about love. Yep, yeah, it's all about love, it is. Um, but yeah, somebody said something about like totally trying to like, say it was crap and it was horrible and so my response was like well I look forward to you sharing your results with us since you obviously can do this so much better than the rest of us <laughs> and like yeah no response nothing back 
I have yeah. thought about even following up later to be like, I'm waiting. Where is this? I like- to something like that. I was like, oh, well, I do thank you for the view because I really do enjoy that engagement. And I'm like, <laughs> if you clicked on the ad, I thank you even more. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should even take that tactic. Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, in the fact, I was like, in the fact that you watched all of it, oh my gosh, that's even better. Oh, I love it. <laughs> I'm going to heart you for that. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> all right. So what would you say has been your like biggest challenge doing the both like doing the full-time nine to five gig or maybe like eight to five or seven to five, however many hours you work in a day. Plus, plus, I mean, you know, running your own business uh, with the, the DIY blogging, like what's been your biggest challenge so far with just that? Um, finding time for me, finding time to just relax. And I don't, I don't rest and uh, I need to. Mm-hmm. And that's just always a struggle because it's just not in my nature. So (laughs) I have to ask, okay, so you're, you're getting into your third trimester. You're starting your third trimester. I'm in my third. Yeah. I'm basically there. All right. So is baby girl making you rest? Is she kicking your butt enough? (laughs) Like I have to just sleep and I, in my naps, I could do like 10 minutes, 15 minute naps. No, now my (laughs) naps are like, Oh my gosh, it's 11 o'clock. When did that happen? I might as well just stay in bed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so has that been a challenge? Like That has to, been a challenge. To yes. listen to your body and say, All right, fine. <laughs> like, like yes, and like last week my family and I we were in Barcelona and they wanted to just keep going, going, going. And there were days where I would just go so hard that the next day I couldn't do anything but sit and sleep. <laughs> I, just, I couldn't move. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I was like, I should have done a different baby move, like to Hawaii or something. <laughs> like this, this is not relaxing. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe more of a staycation baby moon, you know, like you don't do staycations. <laughs> Would you end up out in the shop if you did a staycation? I would be, yeah, actually, I probably would, yeah. I would do a whole lot of not, not, I would, I can't keep still. My my old roommate, she used to call me like the Energizer Bunny. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I hope that stays with you after baby's born. I really do. <laughs> that, that's been with me since I was a kid, so I don't. Good. I don't know. That's good. <laughs> uh, because the little boogers will drain you. I will tell you that. But <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but in a good way. It will be a rewarding draining, I promise. I'm like, look, you got to go to dad right now because. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So she's not here yet. No. But what are you hoping that she's going to learn from like watching you do all of this stuff? Well, hopefully I'm hope I'm hoping she's used to the sound of drills and stuff from because she's hearing it already. 
And I didn't have a baby registry for, registry for the longest time. The only thing I had on there were respirators, safety goggles, and, <laughs> and uh, basically that was it. That was it. <laughs> but the respirators are really cute. They had like little little cartoons on it. Um, <laughs> I really am hoping she's not like a girly girl that wants to go play with Barbie and do all this stuff. And I'm like, I wouldn't know how to, I wouldn't know how to respond. I'd be like, you want to, you want to wear a tutu? What? You wanna- <laughs> I don't really know how to respond. Well, I tell you what, I've got two, a boy and a girl, and, and the youngest is a girl, and she is definitely a girly girl, but she will be out there in her tutu with her little sanding block going to town. So they can do both. <laughs> they can do both. <laughs> And I'm not promoting childhood labor, but I'm not saying it's a bad thing either. <laughs> um, <laughs> what would be some advice? And I feel like you're probably have already given this advice, but what would be some advice you'd give to um, another woman, another, sorry, my kids are going to bust in on us. Um, another woman or another or another mom who wants to get, uh, who wants to tackle a new skill like making or DIY and is hesitant to get started. Hi guys. <laughs> hi. Did you say hi? Hi. <laughs> well, my advice to um, someone that's just getting started is to um, not try and feel like you have to know everything on day one. Uh, That's good advice. <laughs> largely because it takes times, and um, making a mistake is cheaper than taking a class. Oh, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Um, what about, um, are there any other, specifically like women, uh, that could be moms or not, but other women makers that you want to give a shout out to? Um. Well, all, all of my friends just told me, I don't want to leave you now. <laughs> um, That's true. Is there, is there a one like, or like, two? Like Annika. Annika's yeah. a great mom, and she's doing all this, uh, all the building and everything, and she's doing a fabulous job. Um, Annika's DIY life. Oh, yeah. Um, yep. uh, then there's Jossie, One Project Closer. Uh, Christina with uh, Ramada La Casa. Okay. Um, all mothers that you can, yeah, <laughs> that just, they're just doing it. And Ashley, um, there's uh, Ashley from Handmade, uh, with Ashley and uh, the um, um, with she's the carpenter, yes, or, yeah, mother and yeah, and a carpenter, <laughs> yeah, and um, um, and also, um, Ashley Handmade Haven. There's she's a lot of Ashleys. Huh? There's a lot of Ashleys in this training. Yeah, there's a lot of Ashleys. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, Serena with thrift diving. Doing an amazing job. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. All good shout outs. There's so many. It's, it's just so many. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, all right. So in case for some reason somebody's not following you, where on, on all the interwebs can they go to find you and follow along with you? Oh, I am at Toolbox Divas um, on Instagram and Facebook, and um, I'm Toolbox Divas Nation on YouTube. Okay. 
I mean, it should be Divas Divas on YouTube, but I couldn't figure out how to actually activate that. But that's another story. <laughs> okay, but I do have to ask. I do have to ask. How'd you come up with Toolbox Divas? Oh, okay. So I'm like a super Beyonce fan. <laughs> <laughs> and one you know, day, I, I might, I might just this once make this like a video release in a <laughs> like audio because everybody who's listening, you need to have seen that move. <laughs> you just made. You said you were a Beyonce fan. <laughs> I mean, I've only been to like eight concerts, maybe nine, only. So, <laughs> so I was in my car. Um, and I was listening to Diva and I was like, just jamming. I was like, Diva is a female. I was like, oh my gosh, that is my name. <laughs> and I was like, I am a toolbox diva. <laughs> I love it. I love every bit of that story. I want all women to be toolbox divas. That's so right. that, that was how it came about. <laughs> awesome. I love every part of that. <laughs> Well, uh, Tuisha, thank you so much for taking the time for having me at the end of your long day and um, for cracking me up like nonstop. I cannot wait for this episode to come out. <laughs> well, hopefully, I didn't like it. wasn't like It wasn't like boring or anything. Uh, not even close. Not oh, even close. Alrighty. Well, what did I tell you? What a blast to talk with uh, Tamisha and her Beyonce fascination or infatuation, if you will. Um, a great time, fun time talking with Tamisha and learning about how she kind of worked her way through and became a content creator. And she's doing this as a side hustle. She has a nine to five or eight to six or whatever you will that uh, takes up all of her daytime hours plus now she is a new mom uh, so she has a little one who's taking up a lot of her time as well but she is still out there doing the hustle uh, so if you want to follow along with Tamisha and don't know how because you're not following along with her yet make sure you follow uh, the Maker Mom podcast on Instagram that's just at Maker Mom podcast Click the link in the bio, hit show notes, and look for episode 36. We'll contain all the links to all of Tamisha's very various sites um, so you can follow along with her um, on all of the social media and all of the interwebs, if you will. All right, so since it is the 27th when this episode uh, re-airs, I hope uh, all of you have a fantastic weekend and most of all I hope you have a fantastic New Year's Eve and New Year's Day and if you're into New Year's resolutions I hope you have fun making those and keeping those as well. I wish you the the most love at the end of 2019 and as we get into 2020. All right until next week which I will be back with a brand new episode I will uh, see you later. Thank you for listening to the Maker Mom podcast. You can connect with the Maker Mom community in the Facebook group page, Maker Moms. And remember, if you enjoyed listening to this episode, please subscribe, leave an awesome review, and share this out with other Maker Moms you know.